Welcome, everybody. I am Rachel Levy-Lesser. And I am Stephanie Goldstein, and this is Life's Accessories, a podcast about accessories, clothing, fashion, and the stories behind them. We are two friends who love to accessorize and who remember what we wore pretty much every day of our lives, and that's what we love to talk about. You can follow us on Instagram at Life's Accessories Podcast and also on Facebook and TikTok. And if you like what you're hearing, we would love it for you to subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode and also rate and review us wherever you listen to your podcast. And we're so excited to welcome Nina Badson. And I'm just going to take a moment to read her biography so our listeners can get to know her a little bit more. Nina Badson is a writer and creative writing group leader in Minneapolis. On her podcast and in her Substack newsletter, Dear Nina, Conversations About Friendship, Nina focuses on the highs and lows of adult friendships. Join her Facebook group, Dear Nina, the group. Find her on Instagram at Dear Nina B and on Twitter at Nina Badson. So Nina, welcome. Welcome, Nina. We're so happy to have you. I love being here with you guys. I'm all caught up on the podcast. I love it. And I'm really honored to be one of your guests. Well, we're honored to have you. So honored to have you. Before Stephanie digs into the deep question, I just want to say, um, you know, we, we admire you so much for the work you're doing in the podcast space. And I don't know if our listeners will recall, I was actually on Nina's awesome podcast, Dear Nina, about friendship several months ago, where we talked about friends being the family that you choose. So everybody definitely go listen to Nina's podcast because she's doing an awesome job. And I talked to her a little bit at that point about us launching a podcast and she's been so helpful. So now I'm so happy that we can have you on our podcast. Oh, I love it. I'm glad you did it. A lot of people say they're going to do something and then don't do it. So good for you guys. You got it out there. You got it going and it's great so far. We're doing Thank it. You. We're having a blast. All right. So we've got the hard hitting question of the day, Nina. What's your life's accessory that you're going to share with us? So I brought my tennis racket and it's not old. It's not sentimental, but it has a symbolic importance to me because I am now obsessed with tennis. I feel like a kid. It feels like a time travel machine to me when I pick up that racket. And I'll tell you why, if you're ready. Yes, we're ready. We're ready. All right, good. <laughs> and so she when has, I was... we'll post a picture later, but she literally, she's Nina's she's... in <laughs> headphones with a very cool arm with a microphone. Which we have to get with the tennis racket. Yeah. Yes, exactly. I brought it so you could see it. And it's not that it's so pretty or anything like that. Again, like I said, it's the symbolism of it. When I was a kid, I played tennis. I wasn't great, but I played regularly. I took tons and tons of lessons and I was on the tennis team through freshman year of high school, but we'll get to why I stopped being on the team later Mm. because that actually (laughs) became my college essay eventually. I liked tennis as a kid. But I think it was like one of those things like my parents said I had to have a sport and I'm really not a soccer team sport kind of person. And I think mm-hmm. you guys are about my age. When we were in when we were growing up, sports for girls weren't like they are now. I mean, totally it's not that girls didn't play, but it wasn't like yeah. every girl was on a soccer team. It just wasn't right. like you didn't that. have that many choices either. Exactly. You know, it, it especially as you got older, like maybe when you were younger, maybe, but I mean, if you were playing like let's say soccer in high school, you were a good soccer player. I mean, it wasn't yeah. just like everyone right. who ever saw a ball. People did <laughs> dance, they did gymnastics and tennis, right? Tennis definitely I mean, maybe yes. not everywhere. I was a suburban Chicago mm-hmm. kid. And I was I'm a I'm a lifelong tennis player. So I guess mm-hmm. okay. Yeah. I so, played. And, and tennis Barely. was something that my dad 
loved. And my dad passed away this past December and oh. he had to stop playing tennis much earlier than he would have wanted to because he had Parkinson's and he was diagnosed in his late 50s. He was 58. So Parkinson's affects people differently. Some people have more tremor. Some people have stiffness. He had stiffness in his leg. And so oh. even though he was able to do a lot of things like travel and, and work and do plenty of things, he had to stop playing tennis on the early side. So that became part of why I picked it up again later. But it wasn't you know, just because of my dad, but it's definitely connected. When well, I have four kids, which we have not mentioned. I don't think that was even in my bio. But I Oh, yeah. And kids. I have four kids. And yeah. Being a podcaster, <laughs> yeah, writer. Exactly. Well, it is connected to the tennis thing because I don't, even if you have one kid, you know how much gear each kid requires. And kind of like we were saying about the kids and the sports. Stephanie like, yeah, knows. Kids oh. do so mm -hmm. much now, right? And so everything they do requires buying the shoe or mm -hmm. buying the instrument, even if it's music or whatever it is, it comes with stuff. It comes with signing up for classes. And, you know, I was pregnant a lot in a decade. And so even if I was thinking about tennis, I was like, oh, I was pregnant. I was nursing. And, and just to get the writing in, I was a free, freelance writer starting maybe after I had my second kid. And that was really all I could handle was like getting a walk-in or something. And friendship is very important to me as we've taught, you know, as you know, from yeah. my podcast. So I mean, spending time with friends, which often I would do walking. And I started teaching writing classes. Like tennis was just like, it's not even a thing I could even think about, but a lot right. of You're like, reason, I'm not 12. I'm not playing tennis. I exactly. Guess, right? Yeah. Right. Yes. And the gear piece, that's why I picked a tennis racket as my most special accessory right now. The gear piece was a huge impediment to me. I was like, even if I wanted to play tennis, I don't have the shoes. I don't yeah. have a racket. I had a Prince something from the nineties. Wait, wait, was it the graphite comp? Probably. The green cover? Yes, <laughs> Do you know, the, you know the one? Wait, I, I had the cover. Prince classic. Wait, maybe that was it. That, that was, was the, the white Prince and green classic. cover. Yeah, no, mine was just cover? a green cover, but the cover that like only zips over the head. Yeah, one side, right? like the fake leather. Yeah, yeah, yep. yes. yep. leather. Um, <laughs> but I remember getting tennis records with my dad. You know, every couple years yeah. or so, as you grew, because I was like yes. in junior high and then high school, and you would get a new racket, and it was just something that my it was dad a big was really deal. involved in. It yeah. was, yeah. And then I tried out for the tennis team at Highland Park High School and I made the team freshman year, but I, I was just okay. I mean, I was, I was more of a bottom of the team kind of person, but same. Oh, you know, it's hard to get the bottom. <laughs> yeah. And then oh, I was the bottom of JV. Let's just, Oh, oh, same. Go. Same. Oh, and oh, doubles. Okay, good. Okay. I was like oh, doubles, oh, I was bottom. doubles too. at doubles bottom, Claudia, my doubles partner, if you're listening. Mm -hmm. I used to play it like overnight camp, but you know, the right. uh, later when I picked it up again as an adult, the, all those childhood <laughs> lessons really did count for something. It did. Nina, I hear you because I picked it up again as an adult and the, a couple weeks into it, the pros like, you have a nice stroke. I'm like, thanks. I learned it at Camp Tabuingo in 1983 and it <laughs> yes. got back to you. Yeah. Same. They, they were like, you have all the fundamentals. And I felt like, dad, <laughs> it was worth it. It was right. worth it. Okay. So I'm a freshman at Highland Park High School, and the thing to do, at least in my mind, I'm not saying this was true for all kids, was to be on the pom-pom squad. That was something I desperately wanted to do. It was you danced at halftime in the football games and the basketball yeah. games, and it wasn't the kind of dance that kids do now where you have to be, like, extraordinarily coordinated and you have to have been in competition dance. It was much foofier than that, like yes. kind of a kick line kind of thing. We had actual pom-poms, like giant pom-poms, and there was a little skirt. and yeah. Very hard so wait, to but get But this on. wasn't a cheerleader. 
No. So cheerleaders okay. are, you know, on the sidelines, like cheering for okay. the team. This is just a halftime situation and very hard to get no. on. It was very competitive. I tried out as a freshman to make it for my sophomore year. I didn't get on and I cried like oh. you would think the most terrible tragedy had happened, <laughs> cried and cried and cried. And the worst part is to know if you made it or not, you had to right. wait up in your room. And if like the older girls came to pick you up, then you <gasps> made it. Oh, that's so stressful. Oh. It is. Do you know oh. that I'm actually just remembering this now? Oh, like, I didn't even plan to go. You're like traumatized right now. I know. It was I'm so glad so we bad. can talk about it here. <laughs> yes, it was so bad. And like my friends, here's the thing. My good friends weren't even on the squad weren't interested yeah. in it, but they came over and they like consoled me. And my mom, so nobody like, showed up to tell you, you wait, nobody show, you just know that you didn't make it. Cause you're... how late did you wait? How late did you stay up? Did you stay I don't up even remember, oh, but I bet it's like, if you're not picked up by 10, I mean, it was a school night. So it was probably okay. like 10. And I remember my mom having some sympathy, but like only to a point is sort yeah. of, which is I'm of the course. same way with my kids. Of course. Of course. Of course. Like, yeah. sorry, honey, but move okay, on. Like move right. on next, yeah. you know, on of the course. playlist. Right. So I did make it the next year though. So I quit, I ended up quitting tennis. Like I hurt my, I started tennis sophomore year. I think I like hurt my toe or something, which you can still play, (laughs) but I really didn't want to play. I think because I was not that good. Right. Right. And my parents were really against me quitting, but I quit. And I made mm-hmm. pom-pom. So for junior, they were senior, like, you're not going to be a lifelong pom-pom dancer, but it, maybe right. exactly. a lifelong tennis player. Exactly. Yep. Exactly. And I ended up doing pom-pom junior and senior year and I hated it. <gasps> hated it. No, hated it. but my parents would not let me quit because first of all, I took right. a spot. Yeah. And it this is a John like, Hughes movie, by the way. I mean, and yeah, I, and I, I grew would, up outside would, of Chicago. Yeah, I would, oh, I I would have let you quit either. Right. Yeah. I grew up where all that stuff was filmed. And yeah, quitting would have been a big deal. And I ended up writing my college essay about how my mom was right. Because she warned me, you should stay on tennis. You Like she didn't want me to try out the second year. She's like, you already Mm -hmm. kind of been there, done that. You're Mm -hmm. you're not going to like it. The practice was at, it was so much practice for pom-pom, you guys. You had to get up, I think a couple (laughs) days a week. It was at seven in the morning. And then it was after school a couple days. You couldn't do anything else. Like you could barely be on any other activity because it was this so is serious business this is hardcore pom-pom yes and i also wasn't that good at that either so it's not like i was some <laughs> great dance i don't even know how i made it in hindsight like when we're at a bar mitzvah or a bat mitzvah or a wedding do you remember dancing, your routines please yeah. tell me you remember your do you songs. still have pom-poms make sure so your pom-poms are not your accessory today though no you had to return nope. the pom-poms they right. were like highland park high school like own the pom-poms but i Again, wasn't that good at that. Yeah. It's not like I was a good choreographer. And sometimes like you and other girls had to come up with the routine. It's so stressful oh. when thinking about it. I didn't like the social piece of it. Not like I said, none of my close friends were on it. So it's not like I needed this as a social thing. It's yeah. completely inexplicable. Oh, I was saying when all my adult life being at weddings with my husband or being a bar says, I'm not, I'm not a bad dancer. I can dance, but I'm not like <laughs> a great dancer. And so sometimes my husband's like, what like you were on pop- like you, you just were pom-pom danced. squad <laughs> right like yeah. sometimes he'll he's a good dancer sometimes he'll like tap the beat on my shoulder just like right. make sure i'm on it and i'm like i should have stayed in tennis what was i doing oh that's, that's so funny. funny you know it's I funny my it. my mom told me when i quit um piano in sixth grade that i was going to regret it and i was like what are you talking about and yeah. i totally regret it and i wish she was here so that i could say to her you were right. You were right. And when were my right. daughter quit piano, I told her she's going to regret it. She hasn't gotten to that phase yet. But sometimes parents, most of the times parents are right. 
Yeah. Yes, I think I called my essay Mother's Knows Best or something, which not you know, it's kind of a cliche title at this yeah. point, but when I was 17, I thought it was super clever. Absolutely. But to get back into tennis was not that easy. So I know I'm all over the place, but so I had no, all these babies, you know, babies, yeah. babies. And I, I was 27 when I had my first and 35 when I had my fourth. And so even when I, by the time I had my fourth, it's like I still had little kids in the house. And yeah. I had a couple of friends who play tennis. And they're actually, and both you were names. also writing, by the way. I mean, you oh, did yes. have a career, yeah. writing yeah. and teaching, and and it just felt like one thing too many. But as the years would go on, I have two friends, both named Nancy, as a matter of fact. So I'm going to give both my friends Nancy a shout out, and they both. Hi, Nancy. And Wait, Nancy. I have I have a friend named Nancy. Hi, Nancy, who's an amazing tennis player, and she's oh, always encouraging me to play tennis. Anyway. And okay. both of them were encouraging, like maybe I'd be on the phone with them or something. It just offhand, one of them would say, oh, I have to go. I'm going to tennis. And I would feel a twinge of jealousy. And I've always Ooh. felt, I, I talk about this friendship wise too, that if sometimes when you're feeling jealous about something, it's not because you don't want it for the other person. It's, it's a signpost telling you this is something maybe you want too. And mm. some things mm-hmm. in life that we want are not attainable. Like we can't, right. every time we you can't feel have. jealous, like, right. Yeah, maybe I'm jealous of Giselle. Well, oh well, like that's not gonna be a thing that well, I probably can... not now is what's going. Yeah, on. maybe yeah. not. Maybe yeah. that was the yeah. best yeah. example. <laughs> but I would feel like oh, that a little jealous that they were playing tennis, and I was like, well, now it's too late. And first of all, like I said, I wasn't that good anyway back then, so forget it. That's just not. Are a the thing Nancys good? Yeah, they're both really because my Nancy's mm-hmm. really good. I could yes. never play with her. Yeah, they're both good. I do play with them now, so I, I have built myself oh, okay. up. But they're both that's still impressive. better. Yeah. And. I was like, oh, gosh, if I was going to play, I should have been playing all this time. And now it's too late. But year after year, every summer, it was more summer I would hear about it. And I would feel jealous, jealous. Finally, two summers ago, so mm-hmm. summer of 2020, it must have been. Okay. I, or maybe it was 2021. I like can't Well, during out. COVID when tennis got yeah. big because you could play it safely yeah. outside, right? Right. Yeah. It was that. I finally was like, you know what? I am a grown-up person with a wallet and a credit card and a car. I can yeah. go drive to the tennis place and just say to the people, hey, I haven't played I, since, and I know the year, 1993, maybe yeah. 92 even, 92. I haven't played since 1992. I want to play again. And so they gave me a racket to demo, which I really appreciated. I had a couple of rackets to demo, so I didn't have to commit because you know, mm-hmm. Rachel, especially yeah. if you're in the world of yeah. tennis, that's a whole nother thing, by oh the way. That, and you got to get a restrung and you got to get uh, ripped and you got to, you have to get that little yes. thing on it to prevent the vibrations, which was I not mean, a yeah. thing. Falling off. Okay. Yeah. Is that a real thing? I, I always know. thought that was like a charm on a crock. <laughs> it does look like <laughs> that. It does. Charm on a crock. And now they have, they look like bitmojis and you, you know, don't get it. Yeah. Whatever. Mine yeah, always, okay. mine always okay. falls off. I can't. Mine's like, a flower, by the way, just so you know. Mine was something cute, but it, I, I lost it. I didn't week. have one. Maybe that yeah. was my problem. Yeah. <laughs> that was the key. That was the key yes. to your tennis success. So, Failure. But success. even talking about it, even talking about buying this stuff, I filled with the same sort of dread because mm-hmm. I hate that. I even feel that way, you know, about computers and phones. Like anytime when there's a million choices. Yeah. It's just, and even computers, like when I think of my lap, my Mac laptop, it's not like there's so many choices. There's a couple of choices, a couple of choices of how much memory to, to buy. Right. right. And even yeah. that can sort of bog you down and go, ah, oh, forget it. I'll wait next month. I'll wait next month. But I, I just was determined. I said, I'm getting shoes and I'm getting a racket. I didn't get a bag until about a month later. Cause I realized I was like carrying everything separately. Yeah. Well, when you get the bag, that's a big deal. I have a bag. My bag is so ugly. So I decided not to right. choose it. I don't have a accessory. bag. I just bring the racket in my pocketbook, but whatever. <laughs> well, yeah. you know, I play on clay in the summer. Okay. And All that's right. I get it. Yeah. I feel you. I feel you. Yeah. You, need the ba- you need the bag. 
Yeah. But I am already, you guys, in the past years, I'm already on my second racket. So I <gasps> I bought that first racket. It ended up being not good for my arm. I injured, really? I injured each calf at least once. So I, I had yep. to improve on the shoes. Like the accessory thing has been sort of as big of a pain in the butt as I worried about. But I decided to just punch through. I did it. I, I decided I'm- I love I that. I'm going to do it for my kids. That's what I figured. Yeah. If I would- take my child to get mm-hmm. new dance shoes or new tennis shoes, new basketball shoes, new whatever. Like I can put a little time and effort into my own sport. And back to my dad, it's like he, he was only getting, I mean, he was really towards the end by then. And I yeah. told him that I wanted to play tennis again and he loved it. Aww. And I'm so glad that he was able Aww. to know that I was playing again and he That's was really fantastic. excited about it. And what he would have done to play more tennis. And mm-hmm. I thought I'm wasting mm-hmm. my, I'm 45, almost 46. I was 44 when I played again. It's like, what was I waiting for? I'm not getting right. any younger right. or healthier. So this true. Is it. This your, is it. Your story is reminding me of the time when I decided I wanted to go to an adult learn to play ice hockey session. Oh, that's and because my boys are both goalies. So I know all about. She's a hockey mom. I'm you, a can, hockey. you can move to Minnesota, yeah. Stephanie. You I know, I know. Exactly. She's a big but time hockey I, mom. I went to this thing. I can't skate. Right. My older son just told me, he's like, you can do it, mom. You can do it, mom. And I went, it was horrible, horrible. Like, and the thing is we got into this little, we did drills. We did a little scrimmage and I couldn't stop. So I basically checked a guy and he was like, what are you doing? And I said, whatever. Like I just, it was, it was awful. Ice follies. I, I love the idea of you ice checking a guy. I'm like, were you wearing your pearls while you were doing this? Yeah, no, I probably, probably. But right. but like you, I went right to the hockey store. I'm like, well, you know what? I'm going to get the pants. I'm going to get the socks. I'm going to get the padding. It was... That's yeah. a lot of gear, Stephanie. And, and to the skill of having to skate. Like, at least I know how to walk on two right. feet and like run to right. a ball. That's yeah. horrible. I ne- never went back to tennis because that was a right. failure. Wait, I, I love so much what... what... <laughs> like what you're saying about tennis. And I love the relationship you have with it, with your dad. My dad played tennis his whole life. He can't play anymore just because he's 82, but he loves that I play tennis. Yeah. And when I go see him in Florida, I feel like I'm 12 again because he always gets me a tennis lesson. So and he, he watches me play and it's like the best. And yeah. I, you know, I, I went back into tennis a few years ago and it, I, I totally get what you're saying. Like, what are you waiting for? But I'm curious to ask you because you are a friendship expert and I want to hear more about how you became a friendship expert and how you see tennis relating to that. Like, have you met new friends through tennis? You know, talk a little bit about that if you don't mind. I'm glad you brought up the tennis connection to friendship because I did want to tell you guys, tennis people are the best people. They are so nice. Even when I'm now I playing in a league, like I'm, I'm playing in a singles league now an adult. USTA. Wow. Yes. (gasps) Yes. Are you, are you a card carrying member? I, I am. And I, I'm a three O, so I'm not, you I was going to ask. I don't know what ask. that means. Wait, what does that mean? I don't know what that means. There's it's different what you levels. would be if you took oh, okay. lessons for a year. Right. I mean, okay. it's all right. People... Okay. So I don't want to brag, but I'm a three five, but oh, just cause I've been playing my that's whole life. Amazing. But wait, when I first started telling my husband about these different levels, he couldn't understand it. And he's like, okay, like what's Roger Federer, uh, okay. you know, okay. yeah. like he's like uh, a 10. Yeah. 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 I don't yeah. think they, they, there's a number for that. He's not even. Yeah. Yeah. But he doesn't get a people, number. <laughs> I love tennis people. There is not a single person I've met who isn't so nice. And I include my opponents. And so mm-hmm. sometimes we play. So I play um, on a league with Lifetime Athletic Club. 
and we play other lifetimes in the area. So there may be people who drive from 30 minutes or something. And I forget sometimes I'm playing against a person. Like we meet instantly and they're so nice. It's not that I'm going to go grab coffee with them, but I have to flip the switch. It is very hard for me. I hit right to the person for so long. It takes me almost an entire set to be like, oh, wait, we're not just rallying. Like I'm supposed (laughs) to be trying to win. That's (laughs) a good friend in you. Yeah, Yeah, it is. It is because you do start, you do rally to start with your opponent. And then in drills too. I mean, you do drills with, with people that, I'll sign up anytime, any place. Like it doesn't have to be something I do with friends, but I have definitely met a lot of people in town and I'll say a lot mm-hmm. of younger people because maybe because when I started two years ago, I was kind of back to a little bit more beginner, but girls, I say girls, you know, women in their Oh my God, 30s. my aunt who's 81 says girls. Okay. Her I'll friends. say it forever. <laughs> yeah. But the, the girls I've been meeting on the tennis court the past couple of years, most of them are in their thirties. And I love okay. to be like young older. Yes. They're yeah. young. And sometimes we have grabbed, you know, something to eat after again, like they're not inviting me to like their birthday parties and vice versa and stuff, mm-hmm. but we we've gotten very friendly and Minneapolis is a very small town. And, and it's really, if you don't know someone, you know, someone's who knows someone who knows the person. I mean, everything's two degrees of separation. And I like love to give unsolicited advice, I suppose. I, oftentimes it's solicited, but probably more than they ask for. Like, hey, what do you think of this camp versus yeah. this camp? Well, you know, that's, like, why you re- that's why you write an advice column, right? Yes, yes. And mm-hmm. I have no problem giving my opinion. So I'll be like, gather around, girls. Like, you don't want this one. This one's better. You I don't love want it. Because I've seen every, I've seen it all. They think my kids are so old. I mean, I have an 18-year-old. It's um, kind of crazy. I have a senior in high school. He he's eighteen. I have a sophomore in high school, and she just got her license. I have two drivers, okay. which is wow. huge game changer. I have an eighth grader and a fifth grader. Okay. So how did you how did you become a friendship expert? Okay, um, so that one is interesting, and I call myself on the podcast an enthusiast because mm. instead of an expert, because okay. I'm not a oh, social sorry. worker, I'm not a therapist, yeah. which really became part of the gig. I was writing uh-huh. about kids and parenting, not specifically about my kids. For the most part, I was not. But yeah. as time went on, I had a column in Brainchild Magazine. I was writing about parenting for other places. I just got pretty sick of writing about the kids. And I worried about the fact that they were getting older. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, I was. That's like, I totally know what you mean. I'm like, I'm just thinking about my kids. I love the candor. (laughs) Well, I just like wanted part of the writing was to have a break from all that. And I I had a lot of articles in Jewish websites. And I also got, you know, sick of that. Like, I just didn't have anything new to say. And I've always loved the topic of friendship. I I have a couple novels in the drawer kind of thing that are all about friendship. I had some essays in places that were about aspects of friendship. Like, I wrote, uh, an article for one place that was about how I think the only successful book club is book clubs where the people aren't friends. Like I have things I've had to say oh, about interesting. friendship. Interesting. And then um, a writing friend of mine, Jessica Smock and Stephanie Springer, two, two friends, were starting a website called Her Stories. Yeah, and a uh-huh. lot of it was about friendship and they wanted to have a columnist. And Jessica knew I loved the topic. She's like, why don't you be our, our friendship advice columnist? And I was like, eh, I'm not, you know, I'm not a social worker. I'm not a therapist. I felt a little funny about it. And she yeah. was kind of like, no, we'll just make that part of the, that, that will be the point that you're just a regular person who's very enthused about this topic, which I am. Like, if you come to me with your friendship problem, and by the way, that was probably eight years ago. So it's been a while. I will sit and talk about it and turn it over and really think it through with you mm, sort of excessively more than probably is typical. And um, I wrote a thing once for a moment magazine about my mom and her friends and how important 
friendship just always was for my parents. Yeah. And so I just think I had a model for that. Mm-hmm. When I mm-hmm. was young and moved here in Minneapolis, I was married young at 23. I was like, okay, I'm here. I'm an adult. I need a book club. I need to make friends. Like I was just like, that's just, that's just what you do. And so, yeah. So I'm curious about with, with your kids, right. With navigating their friendships, do they turn to you and, and are you able to they help do. them with their friendships? I wish they listened to me more um, yeah, because I watch them just walk into things that are so easily fixable. Like somebody yeah. will text something. One of them will put something. I'm like, oh. just don't put something like that in writing. That right. is, you know, that that is being screenshot right, right now. And yeah. that is being, and I just, I try to encourage them to actually speak to people. But then sometimes I don't follow well, my own it's advice. It's so different now with kids. Yeah. Yes. Oh, it's so just social media is horrible. But the I wrote that column for probably four years for her stories. And then they closed on the site for a little while. So I moved it all to my site. And then eventually it just became a natural thing to turn it into a podcast. I mean, because that's just that's just where it's at. And I think the listenership. Yes, it is. is. Yes. Yes. As you guys know, the listenership is so much more significant than the writing, the readership ever was. Yes. It's, yes, it's not yes. even comparable. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I really, it's nice. I, I really love doing the podcast and I, I'm not sick of the topic, which is kind of crazy. It's probably, like I said, been eight years since I've been writing about it, talking about friendship and um, yeah. Tennis well, is a great way to make friends. You're doing what you love. Doing, you're yeah. doing what you love and you're doing, you do a great job. So it's a great fit. It's wonderful. Uh, since this is the Life Successors podcast, and I know we've dug into the tennis racket, which it's it's so funny when you emailed us about the tennis racket. I I, love I didn't necessarily racket. think about a tennis racket as an accessory, but it's awesome, and I love you know everything that you connect with it. But I'm also curious, um, since you are a friendship enthusiast, not an expert, but I think you're an expert. Um, <laughs> are you? Um, I'm just curious with your friendships, friendships, which I know are very important to you, as Stephanie and my friendships are very important to us. Do you have special, I'll say, accessories that you've given or received from friends and do you wear them on special occasions? Can you talk a little bit about that? I think that it is really nice when friends can go in together on a gift Mm -hmm. for like a big birthday, like Mm -hmm. a 40th, a 50th, a 30th, Mm -hmm. and do um, jewelry or something like that for a friend. I've definitely been part of giving that to people Mm -hmm. and even for the kids, like even for the bat mitzvahs or, um, mm-hmm. you know, other birthdays, but I can't think of a piece of jewelry I wear that is from friends. I feel like most of the jewelry I wear is something that my mom gave me or my grandma gave me. Mm-hmm. And I don't wear a lot of jewelry, uh, which drives my mom crazy. Cause my mom's a major jewelry person. She just loves it. She likes wearable art. So I'm not talking, she's not like a dripping and diamonds kind of person. She's a very artsy person. And so she likes kind of, you know, wacky things. Like funky. Yeah. Funky. Funky is the right word. She probably does. Does she wear brooches or brooches? Uh, Oh, yes. Loves. Uh Loves. (laughs) And and she has passed some down to me, but she knows I would never wear it as a pin. So she'll put it on a chain or something. We need to have Nina's mom on. It's funny. I can see that in my future because I'm a big accessory wearer. Obviously, I'm wearing this necklace right now. I'm and my daughter doesn't. I have a Rebecca. I know Nina has a Rebecca. We bonded over that. Um, She doesn't wear jewelry at all. She does play tennis, by the way. She's on the varsity tennis team nice um and it's been fun for her but um I see that in my future like her not wearing any of the jewelry that I'll give to her but whatever well and now get a lot of tennis rackets yeah yes right I wish my kids played tennis my youngest is kind of starting he's 11 is my only hope and that sometimes makes me like I get a little emotional when I think how much my dad 
because that happened after my dad died. I think my dad would have just taken so much joy out of, and he's good. He hasn't played much, but he's just a good athlete. My Rebecca, back to jewelry, loves jewelry. So maybe it like skips a generation. She's she's always got layered. You know, she's 16 and that's kind of the look now, the layered layers. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Did your dad get to uh, listen to any of your podcasts at all? Yes, because my mom was my first guest. And I used to quote my mom. That is amazing. I love that. Your mom was your first guest. Well, I used to quote my mom. Well, I still quote her. I but in when I had the written column, I quoted her all the time. And mm-hmm. people like really love to know what my mom has to say. She's just a very I'm a very practical person. That was yeah. kind of the point of the column is like this is just a practical person and I'm a forthcoming person. My mom is extremely practical. So she, her advice was very helpful. And I often have my best friend from Chicago on as well. So my mom was my first guest. She's been on two other times. And I think she called in when I was on. Oh, she might've. And yeah. my, um, my dad would always read uh, my, but my mom would like read the columns to him and yeah. they would discuss it. And I was on the radio uh, sometimes too, uh, talking about friendship back in the day. And he would always listen. And yeah, he was, he would be at every tennis match. I mean, my dad was just always in support of of whatever I was doing. I'd say he's a number one fan kind of guy. That's awesome. Great. He lives on in your tennis. He does. He absolutely does. Yeah. That's amazing. Can you tell us what you're working on these days? I mean, you have the podcast. Are you still writing any episodes you're, you want to tease a little bit for our listeners or or things that you're working on? Yes. I, you know, it's interesting uh, since I learned to edit myself, uh, which was a huge uh, goal of mine. I, I made a goal that by this past summer, I would learn how to edit the podcast myself. And I accomplished that by May. So I'm very excited about that. Cause I think as we get older, kind of like the tennis thing, like it's hard to yeah. take something on the technology thing. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. It's very easy to be like, eh, I can't do it. I can't do it. And one friend gave me a little bit of a lesson and I watched tons of YouTubes and now I find that it's hard to not record too much. Like, cause, right. cause I, I used to have to wait uh, for my brother-in-law to help me and he's a great guy, but like he had several other jobs and things. I have about five episodes waiting for me to edit. So, and there, there's some good topics, good juicy ones. There's one about work friends coming up. Like, mm. how do you know when oh, you're interesting? Um, how do you know when you're just work friends and how sometimes that's yeah. okay. Like I have yeah. a big yeah. proponent of, it's okay sometimes to just be like casual acquaintances. Like there is a yeah. good place in life for that. And not everybody needs to be coming on your girl's trip. Like I totally sometimes just leave it as <laughs> Put it that is. on a t-shirt. <laughs> yeah. That not everyone needs to be coming on the girl's trip. Right. Yeah. I have one coming up about friendship deal breakers um, with, oh, a, interesting. with author Diana Speckler. Um, okay. All kinds of things. I, my husband and I just re- released an episode about couple friends and why. We I love that. Yeah. I oh, thank you. that. Yeah. And because um, that's a huge part of our life. And part of that, I think, yeah. is we were so young when we got married. And then the episode right before that was about was with my mom. And she talked about friendship as a widow and uh, how yeah. important her friends have been. But yes, I am still writing. I'm going on a writing retreat um, that Christy Tate is running in January. Oh, nice. in Palm Springs. I'm very excited. Wonderful. Wait, Christy Tate, who wrote. Um, she wrote group. group. She was on my wow. podcast. That's a she great a, book. Yes. And yeah. she has a book coming out. I have it in my possession. I have not read it yet. I will read it before we go. It's coming out in three months called BFF. And it is a mm. memoir about friendship. So I have a lot of friendship people on my mm-hmm podcast I've had several I have more coming who do call themselves experts and so that's again yeah. like why I'm careful yeah. on that yeah and 
but they they like to talk to me. I mean, I have an audience of people who care about friendships. So it's amazing. Um, some, by yeah. the way, some of the people out there uh, almost actively ignore me, and I want to. I always want to be like, really? I'm such a um, collaborative person, right? Yeah. And I want to be like, hey guys, I have a Facebook page and a full following of people who actually are interested in friendship. So if you have a book right. about friendship and you don't want to talk to me. That's on you. Like what? That's that doesn't make any sense to me. But okay, yeah, that's crazy. Wait, yeah, can I just say something about the BFF? Because and you were talking about your dad a lot. So your dad kind of reminds me of my dad a little bit from what you're telling me. And remember those necklaces that it would when we were younger that would say best friends and you would split it up. So yes. on your side it would say B Fry, and the other would say. <laughs> so anyway, yeah. So we used to say BFF. Then we used to say B Fry. My dad thought that was the funniest thing. So sometimes <laughs> like. I'll be telling a story to him and he'll be like, oh, she's one of your beef fries. Oh my gosh. That's cute. Oh, that's cute. That's cute. Oh, I love oh is, that. She, is she is your beef fry? So funny. Yeah. That's, so that's really oh, funny. I got to find, that's actually another connection between friendship and accessories. There the you go. Necklace. There you oh, go. That's true. By the way, I feel the same way about our dads. When I read your book, yeah. I, I definitely got, you know, vibes of my dad from, from your book and, and stuff you wrote. Yeah. You're making me appreciate my dad more now for sure. Because I know, well, Stephanie lost her mom. I lost my mom. You oh, lost your dad. So we, yeah. we sort of have to bring it back to the tennis. You kind of have to really appreciate every day and do things Absolutely. while you can. Look, you know, you, you, you quit tennis, but then it came back. Right. So, so the, the advice from your parents came back to you in your adult life. Right. Yes, that's right. You right. could take piano again, girls. <laughs> we could we could do that <laughs> great college essay topic I'm sort of in the thick of you oh, know, yeah, that on either gotta, side yeah and I'm just picturing the admissions officer who read your essay hopefully she was a mom and she was like mother knows best let this girl into my college yeah, exactly. right I, yeah. was, I think I wrote about that because I was trying to explain in my own way why I didn't do that many other activities. I think I was feeling kind of defensive. Mm. It was so time oh, that's consuming. That's interesting. Right? So that I was right. talking about how it ate up all my time. And right. yeah. Um, yeah. Mom, right. mom, and yeah. nowadays kids have to do like 5 million activities or maybe right. not. Maybe they're just supposed to go to the Olympics and cure cancer. I, I think that's maybe more like college. it. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Is maybe, that the idea? Maybe. Yeah. I think that's uh, where we're going. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, um, so people can follow you. Where do you want them to go? Instagram. Tell us about your groups one more time. So yeah. So on Facebook, I have a group called Dear Nina, the group, and I oftentimes preview topics and people like leave their opinions and I'll add them mm -hmm. into the episode, or we just talk a lot about what we're reading, what we're uh, watching on TV. It's just, you know, people getting to know each other. And on Instagram, I'm uh, at Dear Nina. What am I? Uh, dear dot nina.b i think that's what i am no i can't remember now but yeah it's, actually i have it here it's dear.nina.b you have the best logo for your podcast i love oh, it. the typewriter it's funny you say that because yeah. I'm, I'm reworking it right now oh, um, okay but i'm really excited about the new one that one was good for a year and right yes yeah. that's another like accessory topic by the way in a way right. like our yeah. logos yeah because no one's as attached to them as we are and yet we Absolutely. put like, so much time right. into it but i'm really excited about my new one that's coming up but um, yeah, those are the, oh, and my sub stack is also called Dear Nina Conversations About Friendship. And I have moved the writing column to there. So people still okay. email me. You guys, I get emails. I have so many emails of friendship questions. I can't use them all on yeah. the podcast. And so I've started using them in my sub stack. So fantastic. You know, what it's fun. so cool. Fun. I can, I can relate. Like you have this topic of friendship and it's like, well, how many times, how many times can you talk about friendship? Actually, endlessly similar yeah. to accessories. All the time. Right? All the Anything? time. 
Oh, absolutely. It's ageless and timeless yeah. and just like accessories. Like, I mean, my girls and, and it, like I, my, my son got like a necklace in Israel that he loves. Like it's, it can be yeah. all people, all ages. You guys absolutely. are onto something. It's We're going to have to have some men on the podcast, right, Stephanie? Yeah, we do. We do. We, do. we will. Yeah. We will. We will. Yeah. Um, well, thank you everybody again for listening. Um, and we are so happy that you found us and that you're listening and we're going to post pictures of Nina and her tennis racket because she looks adorable. (laughs) And thank you, Nina, for joining us. Stephanie, always great to chat with you. So fun. Thanks so so much, you guys. I really loved it. Thank you, Nina. It was fun. And we'll see everybody next time. Thanks everybody. (laughs) 